This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. You're on SEN. This is Mornings with Ian Smith. No Smithy at the moment because he's in Cairns uh, covering the Chapel Hadley series. So you've got me, Ricardo, and you've also got uh, Matt Reid, uh, English football journalist extraordinaire. How are you, sir? I'm okay. I'm not bad. I've been I've been offending Manchester City fans today by uh, by telling them Aguero wasn't quite as good as everyone remembers. So <laughs> uh, I'm keeping off Twitter for the next hour just while they moan at each other and moan at me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, not as not not as good maybe compared to Erling Haaland. I think that'd be fair. Yeah, I've made that point. I've made, it's made, it's made, I the point is too great. Visit me on Twitter, go and have a look at it. But yeah, they're all they're all going crazy at the moment. Yeah, and you can find you on Twitter at Matt Reed sixty six. That's the place, absolutely. And the controversy, the yeah, and downright logic. Yeah, and and obviously sixty six is because the greatest year in English football, um, the year Eric Cantona was born. I mean, both of these points are key, absolutely. <laughs> Quality, mate. Hey, we're going to talk uh, Champions League because Champions League gets underway tomorrow morning, New Zealand time. And uh, we've got two rounds of group matches because, of course, uh, with the World Cup being early, they're, they're ramming everything in. Uh, so let's start mm-hmm. talking about that. Uh, the early kickoffs tomorrow, in New Zealand time, which are at quarter to five in the morning, uh, uh, Dinamo Zagreb, uh, Zagreb Chelsea uh, in Group E and Dortmund versus Copenhagen in Group G. Let's start with the Chelsea match. What do you know about Dinamo Zagreb, the uh, Croatian champions? I know that of all of the uh, the dominant teams in Europe in their domestic leagues, uh, Dinamo are right up there. It's uh, I think it's twelve years in a row they've won their domestic um, um, trophy for now. They're uh, the league winners for all of that run, um, and they dominate. And their academy is remarkable. That's the main reason for their their domination. Uh, you know, the best players in Croatia come through their academy and are then spread around Europe, but they don't hold on to them for long. So. Um, it's not like it's a, a revelation that, that Dinamo are competing in the Champions League. Um, and it's also not a revelation because Croatia is one of the hotbeds of of raw footballing talent. Uh, and they have technical um, players, they have a great understanding of the game, and they have a management structure at their clubs, which is well well used to being in the Champions League. So um, they're, a, they're, they're not a team who are going to be a pushover, and they never are. No, um, and there's a there's there will be a lot of new names in this team, uh, possibly some future stars, and they they take on a a Chelsea side who you would expect to win this, but Chelsea aren't exactly flying at the moment, are they? I mean, they were they lost to Southampton, they were probably very lucky to win against West Ham. They're going to Croatia, never an easy place to go. No, 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 no certainly. Um, and and I think as you as you were saying there, Chelsea's form has been sketchy. Um, 
they have a uh, they have a team with a huge number of options, but a number of a lot of those key options have been added last minute. And uh, I mean, there's a big change with Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, the old Arsenal striker who's been at uh, at Barcelona for the end of last season and rediscovered some form. Um, so there is there is a lot of um, a lot of change. They also have um, new defenders having been brought in. Um, they smashed their own record for a uh, for a centre back. Um, so, but so, you know, big money has been spent, and it, the, 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 they've also today big, big news. You can hear my my youngest making some noise in the background. <laughs> sorry, um, they've also um, today they six year contract has been signed by Reese James. Yeah, he he is without question uh, one of the best attacking right backs and full backs in Europe. Um, he signed a six year deal. He already had uh I think four years to run this deal but it's one of those where Chelsea just desperate to lock him down uh, and the same is happening with Mason Mount who's been a key player for them even though he's not viewed as being particularly sexy he's such a, a continuity player for Chelsea that they're, they're, they're going to tie him down as well for a five or six year deal with you know improved terms so Chelsea are building at the moment the new ownership are in place Abramovich is gone and Bowley uh, regime is in uh and they, they they're spending a serious amount of money but it's very late, very, very late in the window. And it's it's upset their rhythm and it's upset their preparation for the season. So they still have um, Cesar Aspilicueta and, uh, and uh, Thiago Silva as kind of key components at the back who are both seen slightly better days, although they are still right up there in the way they're playing. Um, but um, N'Golo Kante not signing a new contract. Um, Kovacic has been out injured, who is the other kind of... Uh, ball-winning uh, coordinator of their midfield. Jorginho is struggling without them, who plays alongside one or one or the other most of the time. Uh, and their wingers haven't functioned. They've been trying to sign Anthony Gordon from, we were speaking about this last time, from Everton. Um, and he's not, he's not managed to be swayed, or I think possibly he was swayed, um, but they couldn't convince Everton to part with him. So there, there are a lot of um, parts of the club which aren't quite locking together at the moment. And it just means that the, 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 the this uh, holistic plan that needs to be in place to win football matches, it's not perfect. Um, that said, uh, Chelsea are still um, a, a team who I believe will be finishing the top four this season, despite the huge number of changes. They just need a few weeks or maybe six weeks up to that to set all these new players in. Mm. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb are unbeaten domestically. Uh, what chance do you give them of causing an upset? Maybe not getting a win, but maybe pinching a point. It's it, very, very definitely possible. Um, there have been moments in the past where uh, where Zagreb have started a season and, and the earliest matches in their groups they get the good results because it's it's a case of um, of the opposition underestimating them to no small point. And and Chelsea are are a ripe moment really for the, for that kind of upset. So um, I think there is a, there is a, a real chance of that. Uh, and, and Tuchel. As much as he has, has a great reputation, as much as he's done a great job at Chelsea, and he's won the Champions League with them, which is which is no small achievement for for the for the club in the way that it was when he took over. Um, it, it, there, there, there's so much change um, at the moment, and these these new players bringing Aubameyang into the team who could go one of two ways. The way he played at Arsenal and the, and the problems that he created at Arsenal were enormous, weren't they? I mean, they're absolutely unsettled. He was an ego in the club and he was a he was a problem for the authority of the manager. Tuchel has managed him before and he's got good results out of him. At, uh, a, a good results out of him. But... 
Um, it's very different managing these these players when you are when you are the dominant force at PSG or when you are a, a, the club who have this long stru- like held structure at Dortmund. So there is a, a different dynamic with with the big money and with the big ego at Chelsea. So hopefully, because he's coming back and he and he needs it now, um, Aubameyang more than he did when he was at Arsenal when he was sitting on a big salary. He's now kind of like proving himself back again in the, in England. It, it, you kind of think he will fit in well, and there are players around him. The Zietches of this world and the Mason Mounts, who will create a lot of chances. So um, he'll be the really interesting one to watch out for, uh, I think, this season. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the other match in the group as well. RB Salzburg up against AC Milan, who, of course, uh, just won the Milan derby. Uh, Milan are uh, away in that fixture, but you would expect them to win it. Um, now, I mentioned uh, earlier Group G. Uh, the reason that we're so interested in Group G in this part of the world is not because of Manchester City. Uh, it is because of FC Copenhagen. And uh, Marco Stamanich, uh, the uh, the All White, who is uh, uh, at Copenhagen and has just broken into the first team, so he, he could be the first Kiwi since Danny Hay to play Champions League football. We're looking forward to that. Although they're very much battling battling for third, I think in that group. Yeah, um, I, I hadn't picked up on that either. So that's 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 really good to know. Um, I I will be using that and uh, and calling it my own research. Um. <laughs> uh, um yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they they, they certainly are, are a long way from the favourites in that group. Um, and and Borussia Dortmund for for all the change that's happened there, and for the for the, the massive players they've lost in recent seasons, losing Jaden Sancho and now losing Haaland, they still have a core of excellent players. You have the Bellingham's and the Royces of this world, and you know quality in that midfield. Um, and and uh, to be fair to them, they I think they've, they've they've refocused themselves into being a European team from being a uh, a week to week challenger for Bayern Munich. They see themselves more in a in a guise of being a cup challenger. And once you're out of the group stage, that's what the Champions League is. So um, I would still be fancying them to be uh, to be topping the group. Um, but Copenhagen um, are again are one of those teams that are disciplined, that are structured, and they aren't a team that are going to be that are going to be skittled. You, you won't find them losing five or six nil. Um, you've got a team there which is organised and disciplined, um, and have have some not to call upon a Viking cliche, but have some warriors uh, in the side. So a solid spine, uh, and yeah, maybe maybe uh, the Kiwi amongst them could be uh, could be stepping up and making some headlines. Um, maybe maybe it would be the the, uh, the, um, the compensation goal rather than being the winner, but uh, maybe a headline. Maybe a headline indeed. Of course, the other two teams in that group are Sevilla and Manchester City. City go to Spain for the first game of the group stage. Uh, Sevilla look all over the shop at the moment. They've had a terrible start in La Liga. Just got beaten 3-0 by Barca at the weekend as well. This should be a romp, speaking of giant Vikings, for uh, Erling Haaland and Manchester City. Yes, Sevilla are a, um, were excellent last season. They really were. I mean, they were one of my favourite teams to watch in Europe. Um, so solid, great defenders, um, and, and a plan that had been building for, for three, four years. But they've lost the heart of their defence. Um, Koundé's gone to Barcelona, as you kind of referenced. And Diego Carlos has also left, and he's now gone to Aston Villa, even though it's not working out immediately as well for him. Um it's a massive change to be to be altering your defence and you know, taking your best players out in the way that they have. Normally, the, the model there is a bit like Ajax, where they lose one player a season, but um, they've but they've lost they've lost two, and 
I hope you can't hear him singing bar 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 in the background. <laughs> be, quiet, be quiet, please, young man. Um, but yes, um, it's it's a it's a massive upheaval for them, and it doesn't normally happen at Sevilla. It's normally one player. I mean, the last time it happened was when uh, um, Sergio Ramos uh, left the club, and uh, and there was there was um, there was. Somebody else, I can't remember who it was, left that season as well. They, 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 they're very good at, at just making the odd change here and there to cover their cover their money. So um, they're an unsettled team. I think this season they've lost. Well, they're they're certainly in the bottom five or six in the in La Liga, sixtieth, um, sixteenth in La Liga, uh, and have been struggling. So it could be uh, a bit of a, a, a duck hunt on that one. I think we, you may well find that it's a big scoring for uh, for. Manchester City, as Harling, Erling Haaland wants to again show, uh, hammer home the fact that, like after the Community Shield, when he when he he didn't score and he wasn't the star man, he wants to come in there and really blast the world away. And I think it'll happen again. There could be a lot of goals. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And uh, yeah, Sevilla struggling. And that's why I think Dortmund uh, will, will probably get second in that group. Copenhagen could potentially fight it out for third with Sevilla and, and, and maybe Europa League. Uh, we also have uh, Group F kicking off uh, tomorrow morning uh, Leipzig play Shakhtar I think Leipzig will get the better of that with Shakhtar having lost all their Brazilians but then you've got um, Celtic back in the group stage for the first time in a long time taking on some upstarts from Spain and uh, called Real Madrid um, I mean after Celtic's flying start of the season what chance do you give them to get something out of that game given it's a parkhead We've seen them over the years, Celtic. Um, they love the big games, and they've always competed well against the Spanish teams, Barcelona and uh, and Real Madrid. Well, Barcelona in particular, but when they come up against the the uh, the Spanish clubs, they they show no respect. Uh, and and Postecoglou has, has has got a setup there which is so structured and organised. It's it's I mean it's such a good team to watch. Uh, and they've started the season so well. They've got one six on the bounce. They've conceded one goal. In, and they've scored something like I think it's twenty five goals in their six games, um, which is which is which is crazy. Um, but we have to factor in that they are playing. They played against a couple of the weaker teams in the Scottish uh, top flight, uh, and and you know it's not exactly the same as Champions League standard. But the but the the transition has been better for Rangers that there are Glaswegian counterparts into Europe uh, in recent times because of what they achieved in the uh, Europa League last year, but. Um, Celtic still are a are a team that raises their game for facing against a uh, big opposition, and uh, and I think that they could really shake up Madrid. And I wouldn't rule out a win there for Celtic at wow. all. Not just a draw, a win, um, because it's it, it's it is a bit David and Goliath. And I, I'm sorry that it is a cliche, but but and and that's the difference in the in the budgets and in the names that are in the team. But Celtic have a a team and a unity which which gets in the face of uh, of big stars. And even though a Benzema will be able to deal with these kind of things, you no, know, or a Modric or whoever in that team, they'll be able to deal with that kind of wind up eventually. That that kind of like tenacity can can tell, and I think it might do. In that match, yeah, and in Group H, we've got Benfica against Maccabi Haifa, which would probably not be the highlight of the of the day for anybody in this part of the world. But I do rate Benfica as a threat to the big two in this group: Paris Saint Germain and Juve, who meet in the opening day. PSG at home should get that win. Yeah, PSG should get that win. Uh, Juve is still in this uh, kind of like transitional phase, following the uh, the. The gambling on uh, on Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, and the changes that occurred following him leaving. Um, 
PSG have have so much quality and they've had a good window. I mean, they brought their, their midfield now is full of of, of real um, creativity and a good mix of 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 battlers and like the Virginias in this world. Um, but they've also got real numbers. I mean, massive strength in depth. And they complained a couple of seasons ago when they missed out on reaching the Champions League final uh, in the year that uh, that Chelsea and Manchester City went went to war. Um, that was that was a. a they had their first 11 and they had three or four additional options, but they didn't have the, the strength in depth or the, or the assets off the bench. Now their, their squad is, is 2022 really, really good players. I mean, they've got, they've got, I'd say they've got two 11s that could compete in the quarterfinals of the champions league and be very competitive, probably winning. Um, so um, Paris Saint-Germain for me are our best prepped at any point that they have been um, going into this season, despite all of the nonsense that hangs around what's happened with Kylian Mbappe and the fact that Lionel Messi isn't as dangerous as he was three or four seasons ago. Mm. And a no-nonsense manager, which is something they've needed for a while. Good stuff, Matt. Really appreciate your time, mate. I'll let you get back to dad duties and uh, enjoy the Champions League kicking off. No doubt we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Sorry about the blah, blah, the blah, blah black sheep. So there's, there's far too much singing going in my house. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.